Please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So this morning's sermon is actually the fourth in a four-part sermon series exploring the meaning of the baptismal covenant. It might be difficult to remember that we are partway through a sermon series. The third in this four-part series was three weeks ago. And between then and now, we've had opportunities to hear from our campus minister at UC Davis and our youth who had their mission service experience this summer, and I took some vacation. So here we are. I didn't imagine that you all would remember that we were in this series necessarily. It all started last spring when our worship ministry held a brainstorming party to consider possible worship themes and sermon topics for the season between Pentecost and Advent. That's the long season we call ordinary time, or we also refer to it as the Sundays after Pentecost. It stretches all the way through the summer and the fall. The group liked the idea of having a sermon series that explores the five membership vows in the United Methodist Church, perhaps a five-part series on the five vows. These are the promises members make to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church through our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. But as soon as I started looking at that, I was captivated by the whole of the baptismal covenant, which is where the membership vows are found. The whole picture of the invitation to take our places in God's story. And United Methodist vows of membership in a particular local congregation are a relatively small piece of the picture. The whole picture includes that eternal story we call God's mighty acts of salvation. The whole picture shows us the difference community makes to our participation in the story, shows us why this community we call church can support us in this transformative life. The whole picture guides us toward thinking about the Christian life in terms of our practices. Our scripture reading for this morning includes two short pieces from the very long Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount comes from Matthew's Gospel and contains many sayings from Jesus. Matthew offers these sayings as if it's one long sermon or speech given on on one particular occasion, but it's more likely that Matthew has collected sayings of Jesus from a variety of sources and occasions. Jesus addresses his words to a group of followers, to a community. He tells his followers that they are salt and light, making it clear that the community of Jesus' followers, which is also us, is charged with a mission in the world. He makes it clear that the community of Jesus' followers are called to be visible in the world for who we are and what we hope to be and do in and for the world. Jesus goes on to encourage us to build our lives upon a solid foundation. And he makes it clear that that foundation is putting our faith into action. 
Hearing Christ's words and acting on them in our own lives gives us a solid foundation to stand on, to build a life on. All of this speaks to who we hope to be as one particular church, Davis United Methodist Church, here and now. We hope that together we make a difference in the world, that who we are and what we do will be visible to those around us, that our life in Christian community gives each of us a solid foundation. The covenant of baptism in general and the vows of membership in particular reinforce who we hope to be as Jesus followers. Christians consider the sacrament of baptism to be a sacred act by which each one of us can be or has been enfolded into the Christian life. In the course of these sermons exploring the baptismal covenant, we talked about baptism as the great invitation to take our places as characters in God's story, both the general story of God's action in the world and the particular story of being invited to follow Jesus. We talked about community, about the vision the baptismal covenant articulates for Christian community, and how that vision helps us understand the nature and purpose of church. We talked about church as a community of practice. The language of the baptismal covenant alludes to what some of those practices might be. And when the service of baptismal covenant reaches the part where we make the commitments of membership in one particular congregation, the practices are fairly specific. The particular practices named in the membership vows of the United Methodist Church are the practices of prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. But it's important to notice that all these specifics fall under an overarching promise, the promise to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church. The liturgy of a service of baptismal covenant or the flow of that service, has the pastor ask folks who have newly decided to become members in the church whether they will make these promises to the church. And the new members respond by saying, I will. Then the invitation is posed to all members in the church, all who are present in the congregation in that service, to reaffirm their vows. Existing members speak in unison, saying, We renew our covenant, and going on to reaffirm their promises to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church. So if you are a member of this church, and if you were brought into church membership as a teenager or an adult, and, or if you've been present and participated as we together have incorporated new members into the life of the church, then you have made or reaffirmed the promises of church membership. The membership vows in the United Methodist Church are distinctly different from the other promises and affirmations made in the service of the baptismal covenant. Other parts of the service affirm the desire and commitment to live a Christian life. Membership vows speak specifically to our commitment to and participation in one particular church congregation. Church membership is a way to say, I have found my place. 
This is the community that helps me live my faith. I will do my part to help sustain the life of this community. Church membership is a covenant relationship. Most of us participate in multiple covenants in our lives. There is the fundamental covenant, which defines our relationship with God, a covenant established in the Hebrew scriptures when we hear God saying, I will be their God and they will be my people. Our relationship with God is a covenant. Baptism is a particular covenant. Some of us are in a covenant relationship like a marriage or other explicit or implied covenants. And the decision to formally join a church in membership is a covenant also. Church membership is a way to say, I have found my place. This is the community that helps me live my faith. I will do my part to help sustain the life of this community. The vows we make describe how we will support the church. But they also describe practices of a Christian life. Perhaps they are a particularly Methodist take on the practices of a Christian life. The vows of membership in a local church, again, are this, to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Because I've only been here a little more than two years, there are only a few of you who have been in an exploring membership group with me. These are the small groups I offer periodically, which invite participants to explore their own spiritual journeys and to reflect on the particular ways that Methodists understand the Christian life and the role that this particular church plays in your life or your faith journey. So most of you haven't had the experience of being in one of those groups with me. And if you haven't, I invite you to come participate sometime, even if you are already formally a member of the church, simply to have that small group experience and to hear my take on Methodism and church membership. When I offer a group for exploring membership, I talk about the membership vows and what they mean. We are asked to participate in the ministries of the church through our prayers. I hope you do pray for your church. And if you haven't thought of that, now would be a great time to start. I hope you pray for us to be the best we can be, to draw ever closer to the vision for what church can be. I don't pretend to know how prayer works, but I believe it makes a difference. And I believe it will make a difference if you all pray for this church. The promise to pray also suggests that you are part of this great cloud of witnesses, part of this community that prays together, that you join in praying for the cares and joys of the world. We also promise to participate through our presence. This means being engaged in the ministries of the church. It means that making the vows of membership is a commitment to be more than a bystander or more than a bench warmer. It means engaging in worship, in study or small groups, in a range of the activities that make up the life of this church. We promise to participate through our gifts. This means financially supporting the church. I sometimes hear people talk about how there are different kinds of gifts, such as service, 
But in terms of membership vows, service is explicitly a separate vow. I tell people who are considering whether or not to make the promises of church membership that they ought to expect to make and keep the promise to support the church financially. But this always means support within your means. We are all in different financial situations. And giving to the church is never one size fits all. I don't believe in that kind of rules. There are people, including folks I think in our church community, who need to put 100% of their income toward the basic necessities of food, shelter, clothing, transportation. When this is someone's situation, I don't believe they should be giving to the church as well. I don't believe that's realistic, except perhaps in a symbolic way, a small symbolic way. But most of us have the financial flexibility to eat out at a restaurant, to make a trip to Starbucks, that kind of thing. So for most of us, a prayerful decision to financial support of our church is a part of the package that is church membership. We promise to participate through our service. This is the gift of labor and energy and time, and there are dozens of ways to serve in and through this church. For those of you who were here on September 22nd, you had a particularly wonderful opportunity to see that as we had our talents and interests fair and a chance to see displays and ask questions and be in conversation and learn much more about the ministry opportunities at this church. And if there's more you want to know, there's lots of folks you can ask, including me. We promise to participate through our witness. This goes back to our scripture for this morning, being a light for the world. It means doing our best to speak about our faith and our church. It means treating our faith and our church as a part of life that we would discuss with friends or family or neighbors just as easily as we would talk about our love of hiking or our favorite recipe. Being a witness also means that we are engaged in ministry in the community and in the world in ways that make a difference. It means demonstrating visible actions that stem from our faith. So here's a little secret. Depending on how you look at it, there's not much reason to become a member in a United Methodist Church. I tell that to the folks who participate in exploring membership groups with me. There isn't much you can't do in this church if you are not an official member. Almost all of our activities and opportunities are open to everyone and anyone. The only exceptions are very, very few formal committee positions. So you're not going to get some special benefit or opportunity because of choosing to formally be a member in the church. But what you will get is the benefit that comes from any commitment. Membership is an opportunity to stand for your investment in this church. It's the way we say, I have found my place. This is the community that helps me live my faith. I will do my part to help sustain the life of this community. It's a way to strongly claim your part in a bigger picture, being part of a bigger whole, and your decision to invest yourself in that. The most important vows in the baptismal covenant 
are the vows that say yes to taking our places in God's eternal story, the vows that say yes to the invitation to follow Jesus, and yes to the Christian life. But the vows of membership in a particular local church are important too. These are the vows that say, this is my place. I have found the place that best helps me live my faith. This church makes a difference in my life. And in return, I will do my part to help this church's ministries thrive. Over a series of weeks, I've talked about a vision for what church is meant to be. In any church, we fall short of the vision. We are human, and human communities are imperfect. But it matters that we hold this vision before us. It matters that we articulate the vision. And the commitment of membership is a commitment to play our part in working toward this vision for the best of what the church can be. We are called to help each other live as disciples of Jesus Christ. We are called together to nurture faith. We are called to be a community of love and forgiveness. We are called into service and to make a difference in the world. May each of us covenant again and again to participate in the ministries of the church that we might be the church we most hope to be. Amen.